that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo! Silence on the other end. Wow. <laughs> so everyone, hello. We are back. I am back. But Shanti, sadly, is not here this week. Shanti, we, we got to say a prayer for Shanti. Everything's fine. She just needs to recognize that she needs a new computer. And I want everybody to bully her <laughs> into getting a brand new computer because sis deserves. Shanti, if you are listening, you run an online business. You have a podcast. At this point, it's just a must. It's just a must have. This is a tool that is going to make your life so much easier. Trust me, queen. You trusted me with the iPhone, and you've never looked back. That Android life wasn't for you, and neither is this refurbished life. So 2022, you got the RAV4, <laughs> and now you're going to get this I'm, new computer. <laughs> I'm really weak at this internet shaming that you were trying to <laughs> Start on Shanti. I, listen, I'm not, it's not shame. Shanti needs to know, or shame, Shanti needs to know that she deserves nice things and new things. That's a lovely way to, to put it. I, I, like I say it to her all the time, though. I'm like, you deserve nice things. She's like, oh, I just don't know. But y'all, we are joined. So I listen, we're joined by a lady who I like to stalk from afar. <laughs> <laughs> There have been many a nights where I've just gone to her page and scrolled through and been like, oh, this is dope. Oh, this is dope. Oh, she's dope. We have only met twice, right? In person. That's, crazy. That's it. We've only met twice. First time in person. No, first time in person was during at, at Clinton Hill. No, at, mm -hmm. yeah, in Clinton Hill, right? It, it Fort was Green um, Park. Fort Green. Yeah, for Juneteenth. Yes. And we had just done that bike ride. And I was and so tired and sweaty, but I was with the homies and they were like, oh, you fuck with her. Come meet her. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. You were very nice to me because I didn't know anybody and they all left me. And yeah. I was like, okay. Trust me. I know that struggle when it comes they to They just boys. left me. They love, they love leaving. It was real. They were like, oh, she good. Yeah. I was like, the fuck? And then, um, and then of course we saw each other at PVO when I was yes. inebriated and dancing all up Girl, on you. I was... I'm about to say, anytime you see me, I've been drunk. No. So, <laughs> that's, that's the real joke. This might be the soberest you've ever seen. Oh, my God. But this is also a podcast queen. So please introduce yourself. Please tell the people who you are and all the things. Okay. I always struggle with this, but I'm going to do my best. So my name is Siobhan, but everybody calls me Sio or Sio because nobody actually knows how to say my name the way it's spelled. So... <laughs> I've just adapted the name Sayo Sio, which I accept. Um, by day, I am a programming and content producer at Twitter. So please get on Twitter and make my stock go up. Thank you. I need <laughs> equity. Um, 
And by night, I am all the things storytelling, I think. I've really struggled on trying to figure out what like my side hustle is, what my role is. But podcaster, writer, all that doesn't sound right. So I tell a good-ass story, whether it be about my life or someone else's. So that's why I am, by night, a great storyteller in all forms. Yeah, I feel like... um. I hate content creator because that's what everybody's saying. Ooh. But I feel like you're like a like a culture kind of like you you observe and analyze the culture and also push it forward. Just just by even watching your stories, watching your clever tweets, just the your way about what you share. I'm like, oh no, she's she's got a clear vision, especially on branding, especially on voice. And I'm just like, okay. She gets and that's it. so funny because I I. I don't think I have a brand. Like I know I have a brand, which is like my personal brand, but I don't like specifically curate tweets. I like, I'm going to talk about nonsense today, but it's you or um, yeah. And that's, that's really what the brand is. I'm my, my first blog was called random epiphanies because nothing was the same. Like I would talk about, write about a black man's smile and then talk about poor pussy management the next day. Like it would be terrible. And I'm like, and now you see why I wanted her to come on. It's, it's, the, it's giving <laughs> duality. Everyone It's giving the duality. I said, wow, she, she's got it. She's got it. I was about to say, you see that I, when y'all posted this chain, I was like, Oh, immediately. That means so and much then, to me that you wear our raggedy stuff. I wear it literally all the time. Like there's multiple pictures of me wearing this. I saw you on vacation and and you had it on. In the rings too. (sighs) My friends be like, where did you find this? Did you have these made? And I'm like, no, literally (laughs) there's a podcast that created this. And they were like, we would have put money down that these were your own merch. And I was like. I'm telling you, you're a perfect fit here. You are a perfect fit. Um, (laughs) All right. So I'm excited to, and, and just so everybody knows. Because I know Valentine's Day passed, but because this we're falling into the same week. And a couple of people, a couple of listeners actually reached out to me and was like, I know that you're single, but I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day. And I was like, thank you. But also, wow, this is pitiful. Uh, I want to yeah. talk about um, I want to talk about uh, just being single, about love, about all the things. And you are super fucking dope. And I see what you post, and I see from what I gather, it seems that you are definitely interested in partnership, that you you want it, um, but you're also looking for a certain kind of partnership, and until you get it, you're like, I'm good, love, and joy. So yeah. I think it's important that we talk about that. But first up, I'm going to give you all some updates. First and foremost, I should have had this shit pulled up. Damn, I'm the worst. Um <laughs> First and foremost, you may have seen us post, but if you didn't, and if you don't follow us on social media, well, you should be. Uh, we finally, we finally are having our first live show, and it is none other than going to be at the Roots Picnic. And this was canceled the last time we were booked. And I have to say, I'm almost happy that it was canceled because I just feel like we've grown. A little bit. I feel like we've grown. I feel like we'll have a better handle on it. But I also am loving this fucking lineup. (laughs) And I'm like, I want to go to this. I 
one, I'm super happy for y'all, but two, I don't like music festivals. Like I'm very much like big crowd, please get me out of here. You know the the blue ivy which yeah, is on about she's looking like, down like peasants. Blue Ivy's birthday is the day after mine, and I don't resonate with anybody else as much as Blue Ivy. <laughs> That's how I feel about Music Fest, and I think I'm buying a no, ticket. No. One, to support y'all. Oh. But definitely the lineup. This line, y'all, the Roots Picnic is a two-day festival this year. It has Mary J. Blige with her band is going to be the Roots. Summer Walker, who I, no shade, but I don't get... She could sing, but it, her her stuff just doesn't resonate with me as much. She has a she has a couple of hits for me, okay. but I'm also a hood booker from the Bronx, Say so please. Okay, uh, <laughs> Wizkid, who I'm very hyped for, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, of course, uh, Kamasi Washington, who my inner geek, my inner jazz geek. It's like I'm like hell yeah. You got some sort of like what the fuck is the you got some sort of live mixed tape freestyle with Black Thought, Rick Ross, and Benny the Butcher. You got a jam session with Keisha Cole, SWV, and music. Kurt Franklin, Tierra Wack, Freddie Gibbs. I'm hype. Yeba. Like what? Robert Glasper and Bilal. I'm trying to go. I'm going to be there. Alex Isley, (laughs) Money Long. It took me a long ass time to know that her fucking name was Money Long. I was calling her. I thought that woman, God bless her. I thought she was mixed with some sort of Asian. Say it. They're about to say it's okay. You can say it because you're not alone. I don't want to be problematic, but I was like, oh, okay, queen. Wow. She said money long, like my money is long. Say less. But we're going to be on the podcast stage in very good um, company with Rory Amal, um, Jamel Hill, Jamel Hill. Jesus, can't read. Horrible Decisions with Mandy. Uh, and Carefully Reckless with Jessica Hilarious. A whole bunch of folks. So come through. It's going to be a good time. It's outdoors in case anybody is worried about Covito. I think we're all going to be okay. I say mask up. Come out and have a good time. I'm really looking forward to seeing humans. And Philly actually just um, lifted its mandate so but for the roots picnic they said you either have to be fully vaccinated or provide a covid test so they're letting unvaccinated people in as long as they have a day of covid test and i'm really hoping people don't lie and come up with some old bullshit because y'all y'all playing games but we outside so we gonna risk it all so that's that's exciting um in other news the super bowl happened I guess this is really late now, but the Super Bowl happened. I watched the game. <laughs> I watched the game with a bunch of people who kept talking to me during the game. And they were like, oh, we're interrupting her show. It's <laughs> like the fact that y'all are calling this a show tells me <laughs> everything I need to know. I think I watched a game with um over Crystal's house with Jay and JS really didn't know what the hell was going on. But of course, they were all there for the halftime show. And it was a great show. I, I take, I have an issue with people calling it the best halftime show. Absolutely. Okay. And I love Mary. I love Mary. But I if we tour Mary. if we really want to talk about this, Mary was the eyeball out. I was like, why is Mary up mm-hmm. there? <laughs> what? I mean, I feel like 50 Cent popping out like a chubby bat. <laughs> it really was the oddball out. Like, I just was, was like. Thick. 
Yeah. When they said he looked like he looked like three seventy five versus fifty five, <laughs> I, I chuckled a little bit. And don't get me wrong, Get Rich or Die Trying was again Hood Booker from the Bronx. Like Get Rich or Die Trying was my shit, but I just I understand why he was there, but I I really was there. For I think I think Mary deserves her own halftime show. Absolutely. But I just didn't get putting Mary on with them. I was confused. But I love her. And somebody said something at the party. They was like, Mary needs to come out with her own boot line. Like, why hasn't she done this yet? She invented boots. It's Black History Month. And I was like, that is... She really does. I don't know who on her team hasn't done this. She got her own wine. Like, give us a boot, Mary. Or a a blonde extension line, a blonde, a blonde wig line that she is consistently consistent. That blonde. Like even Beyonce gave us like a little dark hair she moment did. every once in a while. Beyonce's Mary J. Blige said, I'm no, blonde. the darkest she's ever been was Monet. Yeah, she said, I am blonde. That's it. Mm-hmm. She, I, so she was, she was fine. It was fine. It was really, it was more than fine. It was great. I think to see, just to see that, celebrate see people crip well I was like wow this shit is wild people gonna lose their minds from the from the choreography to the set design the lighting I thought it was really cool to see Dr. Dre like on the you know that big board where it looked like he was producing even though I hate him he's an awful human and we just yeah, forget so easily, <laughs> but okay. We forget regularly a lot about a lot of people. Yes. And this is why. Yes. He's definitely one of this them. This is why it's so hard. I don't know why yes. he gets the grace that he gets, but he definitely gets it. I think that we don't think about Dr. Dre enough to be like, let's, let's remember. Cause he doesn't what, show us like, his I think face we forget, enough. I feel like we forget about him so much that we don't remember what exactly. he did. He disappears. And so you just like, who? Mm-hmm. Um, Eminem, did he get work done? I did. You really see his face because he was still wearing the uh, that cap and those those dirty. It's, uh, it's something interesting. Oh my god! It's something it interesting to going on with his face, and I know that he's um, recovering. You know that he he has mm-hmm. problems, so maybe that's what I'm seeing. But I thought that he looked really good. I'm really proud of him because that. I'm. Ha- I'm happy. I'm not the hugest Eminem fan. I know he is talented, but I'm happy that he got his shine. And I remember somebody said, and I like, I feel like he's part of as much as this might be problematic to say, he is part of like rap culture. He is. Even though rap culture is like black culture, he's a big part of it. He is. And somebody was like, I'm really happy to see a halftime show with all black people. And I was like, and they just forget. I know, I know. They forget. I know. I'm like, just like John B. We just, we just accept him. He's just light skin. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Eminem, he did his thing. Snoop, Snoop, I just, wow, Snoop, I just adore. I really <laughs> love Snoop. Snoop is the verses brought me so much joy with him and DMX. Yes, and Snoop, Snoop, I is the most famous rapper I think in the world because he just. His reach. He's in Bollywood shit. Like Snoop has yes. done everything. He's done the most random shit. And I just feel like he's this recognizable face that everybody knows. Like everywhere. Where like when I seen him do the stuff with Martha Stewart, I was like, wow. He, I'm telling you, and he did it being himself. 
completely. Mm-hmm. That man, there's clips all over the internet of him backstage at the halftime with his blood oh, yeah. about to go up, like, like trying to get a few more hits right before he went on stage. And I was like, wow, he is never not being authentic. Never. But the real, the real prize for me is always Kendrick. <sighs> he is such a little, I was so happy to see him in the bell bottoms with them sunglasses, the fresh hair. I said, ah, he is such an artist. He's so talented and imaginative. Yeah, with the, with the, with the I don't give a, they weren't baby. Listen, y'all don't, y'all not hear me with these. I know. Y'all not hear me with I this boot cut what... thing. He took it to the next. He said, bell bottoms. Why she fucking work? Married with a kid. Tell me. Married with a kid, not on social media, minding his motherfucking business. A king. With his bell bottoms. Yes. I'm trying to tell y'all, if you, if if you, Dr. Dre, he had on skinny jeans. You cannot be with somebody who has, they don't have the room to love you. They're, they're, they're confined. They're restricted by the denim around their ankles. They got to like wiggle to get their jeans off they're not they're they're too fucking cool the boot cut that is the cut of a man he might put Birkenstocks on with that and go to the fucking farmer's market with the kids strapped no, on his you back really, you're selling this and I've heard you sell this before I'm gonna keep selling but it actually looking at your face I, engaging it I mean it though <laughs> that's like I'm not playing no I know I know you're not and that's actually the real joke like <laughs> if we really think joke. about it <laughs> Because that man and his bell bottom. I'm not trusting nobody with bell bottoms. I am. What are you hiding in me? There's so much room for secrets. I, am. I don't like no, that. Th- no, there's not room for secrets. That he doesn't have any secrets because he's so outwardly himself. He said, I don't have anything to hide. Watch me work. I'm wearing these bell bottoms. Fuck y'all. And y'all yes. still gonna think I'm cool. And I'm still at the top of my craft. I still think he's absolutely. I'm not advocating for my man to wear nothing but bell bottoms, but I'm very happy that he feels comfortable. Exactly. You don't have to, to wear only those. wear bell bottoms or only wear boot cut. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, okay. is if you have boot cut or bell bottoms in your repertoire, says something about <laughs> you. It says that you okay. might be ready to be loved and to love. I need to do a little more research research on I, this because I I've heard you advocate for it, but I need I'm a Capricorn. I need this some kind summer, of like metrics. We're going to hang out this summer, all right? I, I'm calling this. I did this experiment mm-hmm. with actually Jade and Crystal. We were out in Brooklyn at the Tompkins like little business block party. I said, and I was telling them about this theory. And I said, I'm looking for a boot cut bay. It's very serious. Like if I'm looking at your fucking pants and they are kissing, like hugging on to your ankles, it's not it. No. I'll even go for a straight leg, but the boot cut... Is really where I'm like, all right, you're serious. Straight leg okay. is like your your toe is you're dipping your toe in the water. You're considering it. You're considering partnership. <laughs> Why the boot cut? Yo, like you see there. how I'm following? You're like I'm like we did this, no, and you. every single man that came by, you could you could see that he wasn't shit with them goddamn skinny jeans on. You saw he was looking at other ladies. He might have had a lady with him and was still eyeing us and shit. But those men with the boot cuts on, they had kids strapped on their mm-hmm. fucking back. They were playing ball with the kids. One dad was like putting the kids lunch in his little backpack. I said, ready ready for love and to be loved. 
There you go. Yep. The theory is, though, what happens if they only wear bootcut because they're already loving somebody? That's the problem. Well, no, it doesn't mean they're available. It just means... Oh. It doesn't mean they're available to you. It just means this is the caliber of oh, man. Oh, that's what I'm looking for, available to me, I guess. Well, the <laughs> I guess first I'm going thing, to my own The first thing's first is you got to see, are they, even, are they even open to the mm-hmm. idea of love? Okay, now we got to see, are you available, you know, to bust it open for me? And if this- not, then... There's steps to the boot cut, my bad. There's steps. There's all there's was, steps to everything. I'm, but that's every, not to mean like ain't that the truth. You might want to buy your man a pair of boot cut jeans and just see what he does. Maybe he'll wear them around the house. That might mean he's, you know, it's closeted. This relationship is a relationship, but we ain't doing this public shit. Yeah, you know I mean, it might be that, and you have to be okay with that. <laughs> you playing. All right. No, I'm not playing. I'm I'm, we're going to talk about this more because I realize we've talked so long about Buka. She's like, <laughs> I don't care. But we're definitely going to talk about this more because now you're actually selling me. And I don't know how I feel about you selling me this. I was, I'm going to send you some more. Uh, I posted. A, I, more the last thing I'll say about this is I posted a man who had on. He tried to say they were Buka. He tried to say they were straight leg jeans, but they were bootcut ish. And he had on boots. You want to know he what he was doing? He was giving a lecture on Bell uh Bell Hooks's uh All About, all about love. love. And I said, Wow. My theory so, is theory. <laughs> one, I'm reading that currently. Two, I feel like I 80% know about who you're talking about. <laughs> but probably that's also the joke. He's a brilliant yeah. human who's all about love. It makes sense. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. the genes. The jeans told the story. The jeans told me everything I needed to know. Okay. So, all right. Here we are. Moving on. Uh, on hot <laughs> shit, we have obviously Jazz. Obviously, Jasmine came out with hotels, motels. I have been listening. I have really haven't been listening to anything else, so I don't have much to bring you on hot shit this week. That's it. You, if you haven't, I can't even chime in. You, you haven't listened to um, it. That, I mean, I, no, I mean, I can't chime in to give you other hot shit. I literally listen, and I didn't even listen to the whole album. I literally listened to just the extended songs over and over and I over know. again. Jazzy's tale and hurt me so good. Have you know the gift uh, or how you say gift, gift? But basically, when Tyrese got put in a chokehold and Baby Boy, yeah. that was me with the album. Just here, she did that. She really. She really did that. I really am so... Because that girl, I, I saw her before her tour. I went home to wish her luck. And that girl just has no idea. When I tell you humility, that girl was like, I hope everybody likes it. I don't know. Like, girl. And I like just think she's crazy. Like, do you hear it? I I think she's crazy regularly. Like, I don't... Very randomly. I, I went to Temple University, so I considered myself a fake Billy John you I tell are. You this all the time. And I saw Jasmine performing while I was in college. Oh, where did she you in, see I don't, her? I don't remember the okay. venue. I think about, I try to think about it all the time, but she was she was performing and she was she didn't even have her own songs yet. She was like doing covers. She was point. in high school? At, I think so. Because oh I'm older than her. I'm 37. So she was doing she was probably I'm 37. Still, yeah, we were still in high school when you were yeah. in college. Yeah, so, and I remember being in the back, 
not paying attention, probably trying to get some Hennessy or some 151 because I was ratchet. And her voice came on. And I literally was like, what's that? And I turned around. I turned around and I was like, who the hell is that? And then she dropped her first single. And I was like, that's the girl from the club. Because social media wasn't mm-hmm. around then. So it's not like I could be like, oh, follow her on Instagram or follow her on Twitter. Like, and I'm not stalking nobody's Facebook to be a fan. No. Like, it was kind of like when that first single dropped, I said, yo, turn this up. That's her. And she's had me in a chokehold ever since. So that makes me so happy. When she did that that speech where she was talking about like how she's trying to be more present, I'm like, please. I was screaming at like my my phone, like, please, sis, she didn't hide please anymore, show yourself. Yeah. Please, stop hiding. Because we try to pull it out. Yeah, I think her main thing is she doesn't want, she wants the music to speak for itself. And she's like, I'm not willing to play this like Instagram game, game, industry game. Yeah. Like I, I'll, when I feel good, I'll, I'll post myself or whatever, or, but I'm not doing it as like a strategic thing. Like that's stressful. No. And I don't think she should. I think, and this is somebody who works in production and like you said, like culture content stuff. I think that she is one of the most unmatched storytellers of our time. Like even the way she does the questions and like asks us to tell stories and how she like gets the answers and still makes them like a story on her page. Like the secrets thing where she was telling people to confess things. She's just so good. Even the interludes that she has on Mm -hmm. the album and the way she brings it into the, the song, like, and she's amplifying so many people. First of all, Teddy being on it already is a joke. But, shout out to Teddy. Like, you know who you are. Shout out shout out to Teddy. But Teddy being on my it. Bro tail. Like, we went, we, I went to college with Teddy. Teddy is my brother. Like, if anybody asks who Teddy is, they know he's my mm-hmm. brother. Like, hearing Mona on it because she's from Philly, uh-huh. like, people are like, who's Mona? And I'm like, that's literally the same one hand on the neck, one yeah. hand on the frontal joint. And nobody knew her past that. Well, not nobody. She has a great podcast, but... I think that the way she tells stories and amplifies other people's stories is just so admirable. And I can go on. We can make this podcast. podcast I know. I, know this is I refuse. So I'm not going to do that. But no, it's, <laughs> I'm just like, I was chokehold this weekend yeah. with those songs. Like It's really good. I was like, it's Valentine's the, weekend. The writing is impeccable, I think. I And, I, and I, I also just was like, the way she floated on certain songs, I was like, where did you get this fucking flow from? You try to be cool. Get out of right. here. But it's it's like roster. She just fucking floated on that. And she's like, I, I hope it's not Girl. too boring. I was like, it's not boring at all. Like, you're insane. This is so good. She's going to be I'm like, how I was about to say she gave me tight like she's my friend. <laughs> like, I got disgusted just now. She's, I'm like, is she? she and I saw, I, I saw her rehearsal for the tour. And I was like, God damn, the set is so good. Everything's just so good. So if you, if you have tickets, if you don't have tickets, I hope the fucking resellers stop playing around and they, they drop the prices because that's awful and that's upsetting her. But she started the tour in Toronto, sold out shows. Every show is sold out and it's, it's such a good, it's such a good show. The way I debuted myself into ad weeks. Uh, Apollo <laughs> to see her and I spilled red wine. Sorry to that white person, whoever they are that has red <laughs> wine on their jeans currently because I was screaming at the top of my lungs and acting 
like I was her backup vocalist. Like I was screaming. Yeah. Like they were like, you you like this song, huh? I was like, I like all the songs. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Oh, that's what's up. Sorry to them and they jeans. Sorry to you. I don't think they were good. Well, then they they'll be okay. They (laughs) They, they deserve to go. Um, but yeah, if you have not checked out hotels, motels, make sure you do. And also Shanti's on there. So big shout out to her with her tail, with her little sweet voice. (laughs) This girl, she has such a little sweet voice. Every time I hear it. It's so cute. I was in love once and she's so cute. Um, but moving right along, baby, I I was talking to (laughs) another friend of ours, Chi. Shout out to Chi. You know you are. Shout out. And, um, you know, he was asking me about Valentine's Day and she's always on me like, oh, hey, these are your prime time years. What are you doing? Like, you got to get out here. You don't, you don't get out here. You don't put yourself out here. Yada, yada. I'm like, you don't try to help me either. You have this plethora of men around you that are doing their thing. Girl, I know. I see your face. He was like, what you mean? I introduced you. Like, that's his way. I'm like, that's nothing. You just said, oh, this my homie, A. You didn't not you didn't set anything up for me. If anything, you let me down completely. So thank you. <laughs> but um he told me, he was like, hey, you just gotta get on apps. And my whole heart was like, no. It's like, gee, I do not want to do that. So I'm telling you, you just gotta get on apps, just start going out with folks and see how it goes. Like, what do you have to lose? He's like, Yeah, you're gonna get some weirdos on there, but you just block them and keep it pushing, like whatever. So he was telling me about, you know, all these people he knows that are on apps and it's been successful for them because, you know, he's booed up with his lady. And I sat there and I actually, because I'm insane, started Googling apps, dating apps, and watch which ones were the most successful, how to go on the app, what to do. And I'm like, okay, everybody is seeming like everybody is really on this hinge thing. Say less. And I'm just like, I downloaded it and stared at it and never set it up. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't have, I just, something in me. It's a lot. I'm, I'm on, I have been You're on. You're on hinge. I, I was. Oh, so tell me. So I, I did a brief I did a brief stint in the Bay. I was there for two years, AKA a bid when I started working at Twitter. And one thing they don't tell you about the Bay is because it's full of tech bros and socially awkward engineers. And there's nowhere to like really go out. Mm. Like no one is going out and like approaching you. Okay. Like men will stare at you and be like, that's flirting. Like just in the party. Like, (laughs) and I was like, I can't, I'm used to, New York. Uh, assertive yeah. New York. I've literally dated no one else other than New York men. So like I'm not used to this. So usually getting on hinge and Tinder were the things in the bay. Like it's like it's not awkward because everybody's on it. Like Okay. So I have been on it and I have been on it in New York. And I've actually met people who I've had like not long term relationships, but like We've dated for a few weeks, maybe even like two, three months. Okay. And it wasn't horrible. I mean, it wasn't, it's very awkward either way. But when you get a, like, a, I don't want to say a gem because obviously we're not still together. But then when you get like a good time and you have somebody, like have that moment with somebody and you realize it's a connection, it's actually not that bad. It's very awkward at the beginning, especially when like you see people that you know are on Right. It. That's You're what like, I'm I, saying. Ew. Like I'll I'll click the X really quick, like like they can see me currently looking at them or something. Like it's very weird, but I'm like they're on it too. So 
I don't like when people bring it up to me. Oh, I, I saw you on such and such. Like, there's been times where people have screenshot me and sent texted to me and was like, I see you out here. Kill me. Don't, don't do that. Me. Please don't. <laughs> I, to this day, it's not that text is unanswered. Don't see me. Imagine you didn't see. I'd imagine I didn't see you. Right. Please give me the same courtesy. I would like reciprocity and you ignoring me. That's as so I did fucking you. weird, yo. No. And one of my homeboys told me, they were like, if they're mentioning it, maybe this is their way of shooting their shot without using the app. And I was like, wow. Maybe. I'm really oblivious. I hope not because I, I'm i also very oblivious. So I hope not. But I wouldn't have. If it was, I probably wouldn't have engaged with it anyway. So. Oh, my God. So wait. So why are you off but, the app then? Um, I... I just kind of like got to the point where I didn't, I'm in the point, I'm right now in the point of my life where I don't have that energy. Okay. Like it's a lot of energy to like go through someone's profile, do the small talk. And then depending on the day, you can have multiple matches Ugh. and you're just like, I got to talk to all of these yeah, niggas. It's, it's a job. Like. It's, it's a job. And then I know I've been told multiple times I'm, really one of the pickiest person that my friends know like there's like those memes that are like oh I don't like him because his eyes are too far apart I'm, that's me like I'd be like wow this this nigga can't breathe any quieter out his nose yeah. like <laughs> I love it they be like damn the nigga can't have ear and I'm like not so loud like <laughs> so I'm trying not to be that person and I know I'm very particular so like I'll have conversations and one thing will turn me off and it's so much energy to try to like get past that mm-hmm. I'm picky thing. Like, no offense to anybody, but niggas who say they have like a fashion line and stuff like that, I, I'm not wearing your shirt all the time <laughs> to support you. I have my own shirts. I I don't want to wear money over holes every single day. Like, I gotta go to work, so like I don't want to wear a fashion line every day. And I. I I know that sounds crazy. No, it doesn't. But I just know. That- I think that we are. Might be the same person because it's just it's like why and like I know I I'll see like a cute guy and I like go down I'm like okay I read the prompts because you need to have a personality mm-hmm. I read the prompts and then I will get to the last picture and there'll be a fedora and I'm like see <laughs> no see I might be like, like oh fedora he don't give a fuck about nothing he's ready to love <laughs> but see. People see people see my fro, and then they see these multiple nose rings, and they like, think ooh, I'm Neo Soul, and they don't realize. Yes. Yeah, they think I'm Neo Soul, and they don't know I'm Remy Ma. Like it's, <laughs> I just like piercings. Like I'm so, I, like please don't. I'll give you the Palo Santo. I do my meditations in the morning, and then I also listen to See Murder every morning. <laughs> so like it's it's a duality. Oh, so but you can't see that on Hinge. They see me. And they see a, a Shea Butter Queen. And I'm like, no, please keep you in your fedora and your un and your unlined up here Ooh. away from me. See, being from Philly, when I see a bad cut, it, it feels like such a violation. Or a beard mm-hmm. that doesn't connect violation. Or just a I can't just a I don't mind the beard not connecting because beards. I understand their struggle. Not if it's moisturized and you can tell that they're trying, like they combing through, because not everybody beards a patchy beard I, just don't have it. Then you can't have a beard. 
looking. No, some people look good with like a a, a little a, a little patchy. Patchy. I can deal with you it. You mean like patch, patch, give patch, me a... patch, patch, patch? I'm talking about like where it's no. like pe- like. Oh no, I don't want it to be like I want you to look like you combed it out and it looks like there's even maybe just like a little lighter than the rest. I can't deal with like a untamed okay, patchy yeah. beard. But God didn't give me an ass, so I know everybody don't have their faults. Everybody you has know, their faults. God so gave me more breasts too. So I can't judge you for having a patchy beard. I can. I, <laughs> Sorry. That, but a fedora, I'm not dealing with. I miss I miss men having Caesars. Like mm. a Caesar and a bald head. Love. I gotta. I Once love you start getting into the executive role, but I need a bald head with a beard. That's the Philly. Yeah. That's the Philly. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I'm a product of my environment. I, I I would say, I need to get on there. You know what? This is gonna be a new thing. Is that I'm actually gonna get on there and come on here and talk about the shit that I see, and talk mm-hmm. about where oh. we've gone wrong. Because <laughs> I have stories for days. So if anything, you're getting content. For the I know. I can't wait actually because. The way God plays with me and my dating life, I know I'm going to have a whole bunch of shit to talk about. Listen, the last, so I didn't mention at the beginning, but I have a podcast with my homeboys called Same Energy. It's Yeah, very she ratchet. didn't mention that. I was it's, waiting like, what? Is that a secret? I completely forgot. <laughs> okay. No, it's not. It's just we haven't recorded. Life came at all of us fast for 2021. So we haven't recorded since July, but we decided that we just like missed each other and started recording again last week. And because it was Valentine's Day, we talked about my bad date experiences. And when you can tell me that you went on a date with a man in a wheelchair who didn't tell you that he was in a wheelchair, <laughs> you can call Baby, me. I went, <laughs> I, I really shouldn't say this. <laughs> I was, commu- <laughs> this, was a, <laughs> this was a minute ago. It wasn't a wheelchair, but he was mentally disabled and- okay. I was not aware until the date. No, I never went on a date with him. He was always, he was fine. I remember sending him to Shanti and she was like, oh, God damn, what the? So she was like, this got to be a catfish. We both were like, this got to be a catfish. Doesn't make any sense. Something got to be off. Years ago. So we were communicating very small talk. Like it wasn't a lot. And then I ended up being at Ode to Babel. And he was like, oh, come, like, I'm going to come through or whatever. Like, I'm going to come over, I'm going to come over there and see you. And he did. And I saw in his eyes that it didn't all connect. And I said, oh, he's not mm-hmm. well all the way. And I, I understand exactly what wait, you're wait, saying. Wait, wait, I'm not done. The vacant look. The vacant look. He, he, mm-hmm. I ended up leaving because I was like, I got to get out of here because he was being very strange. And then he proceeded to continue to hit me up and be like, why did you break my heart? And then it started to unravel. And I was like, wow, we might've spoke for like a week and a half. And then he was like, I'll give you everything you want. And started sending me pictures of his credit cards. But when I looked at the credit cards, I was like, oh my God, these are not his credit cards. These are in a woman's name. So I was like, okay. I was like, sir, do you think, do you, do you live with anybody? Is there anybody that and he was like, yeah, my mom. And then he, oh, he started sending me pictures of his cat. And when he was sending me pictures and videos of him and his cat, I was like, oh, he's he's um, actually um, mentally, he's he's slow. He, I don't know the correct terminology. Ment- mentally disabled. Mentally disabled, but he, he was like a little underdeveloped mentally. Like he was, mm-hmm. he had the mind of like a child a bit. So he's sending me these p- 
videos of him and his cat, and he's talking like a child. This is a grown, fine ass man. So it's like, okay. So I started talking to him like a kid. I was like, is your mom with you? Is do you live with your mom? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, do you mind giving me her phone number? And he was like, why? I was like, I just want to meet her if we're going to go out. And so I called her to be like, I'm so sorry. I think your son is giving me his credit card, your credit card information. And he's also on a dating app. She was like, oh my God, he's not supposed to be on there. He keeps doing this. I was like, okay, no problem. I'm sorry this happened. Thank you. <laughs> but that was my experience. So shout out to, shout out to, you know, people with disabilities. They got to get it cracking too. No. But I the just, wheelchair thing happened on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and that's hilarious. That's, oh, I didn't even know that because I just started watching Curb. But my youngest brother has Asperger's. Okay. He has autism. And regularly, I'm like, I know this little fool is going to fuck up and do something. Why? And, like, get on a dating. No, I know he's going to get on a dating app. But and, he has cause to. He wants, or not get on a dating app, but he needs to date. No, absolutely. I'm one. I'm definitely not one of those people. My mother babies him. I'm definitely not one of those people that be like, oh my God, he has autism. I'm like, get your ass outside. If you don't get on that bus, <laughs> you know how to use a Metro card. You knew how to get, you knew how to code a whole website. You know how to swipe right. a Metro card. He just needs like, to tell people I'm, up front. He's yeah, got to know. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm nervous that he's going to be so excited at the possibility of finding a partner that one day we're going to wake up and like, it's going to be, it's going to be like someone Tinder, Tinder swindler. Him. Let's like, get into that because I bring all this up to say that I downloaded that app and then watched Tinder swindler and was like, my dumb ass. That was a horrible decision. My dumb ass. Back in the day, I think my dumb ass would have taken a loan out for somebody. That's how fucking I have given people large amounts of money. Like, not like a thousand dollars, not like five thousand. Like you had five thousand to give, so shout out no, to you. I, I mean, like more than that, <laughs> like much. Like I have okay. emptied accounts to help somebody who was quote unquote about to get locked up, needed to get himself out of some trouble, whatever. Silly. Wow, look at you being a ride or die. No more. I don't want to die no anymore. More. So I'm a I'm a walking lift. <laughs> thank you. So. so I was watching that and thinking like, oh my God, Antoinette, thank God your dumbass was not doing this kind of shit five years ago, three years ago, just three years ago, I was still help, trying to quote unquote help people. And I really had to have some hard conversations with myself about that. But $250,000 in loans from a Negro that you, that you slept with twice, maybe? Ma'am. And then she said the she went right back with on him. Tinder. <laughs> the, the last line of the show really took me out where she was like, of course, we're all looking for love. I was like, baby girl. And she kept calling her his, her, he, she kept calling him her boyfriend. If y'all have not watched this, I, Y'all need to watch this shit and watch, watch how it. sick we are. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> I don't even think that we could spoil it for people because it's called Tinder. There's Swindler. no way. <laughs> like, there's no way you can literally imagine the nonsense that goes on in it. Like, I I had a general idea of what was going to happen, and then I watched it, and I was like, it's different. 
I was just the whole time I had this face on. Like I was just like watching it, hearing yeah. him, hearing him, seeing him, and I was like, I can actually see how he he met their moms. He did this. He he's and you Google him, and it says that he's a billionaire. It says all this stuff. He's showing you this and the show, private jets. The private jets. Is it? He's literally. It's a Ponzi scheme. Like he was literally take it from it's, one woman, do it, and just it was circular. He was just circular. I was like, what the fuck? Credit cards upon credit. Mad. When they did the screenshot of him saying to pawn her car, girl, I, I said, now if this, now that's where I would have stopped and been like, pawn my car. Wait, I don't think this is healthy. But the, I was, I couldn't, I didn't know, I don't. Y'all just need to watch the, it. I, I don't know what else. That, your reaction was me because I was just like. <laughs> but I love the last was, girl who the, the best she one. She was like, "What? My favorite. It didn't I take love her a much. Petty, she, I love a petty yeah, queen." Yeah, she was like, "Watch me work," and she was. She said, "I was on the plane on the way to see him when she was cackling about how she uh, was selling his clothes. She stole it. What you call it? Selling his clothes. When she was selling his clothes, yeah, stole the clothes and was selling it. I was like, I love to hear." Mood, yeah, Mood, and she still didn't get anywhere near what he took from her. Yeah, again, spoiler alert. The thing that really took me out was the only he only went to jail for five months for the crimes he committed at home. He did not have any accountability for the money he stole. And he's from back. The, at it was it. estimated he was estimated to have stolen ten million. million dollars from women and but all he, of them but the have problem to is did he really steal it because it's not no, they don't see because it. he asked them and they willingly and did they it. took the shit out and all the cars are their names. their names so you took it out my enemies he said my the, the my enemies was getting me i cannot wait to talk about my enemies i'm like how many fucking enemies That's you him. got Damn. I kept seeing the jokes around Twitter. I'm like, I understand, but like, I didn't get it. But hearing him talk about his enemies, my enemies are after me. They're the ones who are calling you. They're the ones who created this this article. I'm like, yo, bro. And they believe he me. wasn't even that cute. It went. Off. He was. He glowed up though he from glo- that original did. passport picture. He glowed up. He may not keep, be cute for us, but for the Europeans, he's probably like top notch. And he was. He was swaggy. All them, the little was pieces, swaggy. the Fendi sweaters. I was like, hold on now. I didn't even know this piece was I out. I don't care about that stuff. It's not boot cut, so I'll... it wasn't giving what I needed it to <laughs> I almost pushed myself back <laughs> from this podcast. <laughs> it wasn't giving what I needed it to, to give. Well, I Again. tell you, if you have a, a, what is that, hour and a half of time, please go watch Tinder. Not Swindler. even. It was almost two hours. Oh, really? But it was worth it. It was very... It was I turned it on during my workout and was like, Wow. I was on my yoga mat stuck looking at that shit like, <laughs> I thought my life was bad. He is back at it. He is in Lamborghinis has, and shit again. With an Israeli model as his girlfriend. Oh my God. And back on Tinder. Y'all, please, if you see the Tinder swindler, do not swipe. Just run. Somebody's going to swipe on him just because. Probably. Just because he's famous. And now thinking he has money of his own because he has these promotions and stuff like that. He's he's now like doing his legal fees and stuff like that. His oh, business God, advice. Yeah, That's what it is. Three eleven a I call. Um in other news, I said I wanted to be out this group chat, but they just won't let us out. Kim and Kanye, 
Listen, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. I just Please. saw. I can't. What'd you say? I can't. No, no. I, I, I said, let's not, but I can't because no, be they are. Let's make this quick. I just want, and I think for the most part, the Around the Way Curls listeners will know this, but what Kanye is doing is not love. <laughs> this is manipulation, gaslighting. gaslighting. It's um, harassment. It is so many mm-hmm. things. It's not love. And I was so disheartened to see how many women were commenting under his post with hearts, with Kim Ye forever. We hope you guys get back together. And I was like, I hope Kim slams him with so many fucking lawsuits and shuts him up. And she's still being nice. Even in the text that he posted, she's like, this is not okay. Like she's still being nice because deep down, I really believe this woman cares for him and knows that he's not all the way well. 100%. I, I think she realizes he is mentally off and it took her a long time to leave him because of that fact yes. that she loves him and she realizes that like he's not mentally there all the way or he's he's had some really traumatic yes. experiences and now she had to do what's best for her and her child and he is his anxious attachment style is mixing with his Gemini and kicking all the way and it's the it's love bombing. Like, it's all I feel sorry for that other girl, the one that he just paraded yeah, they, around they, around for a month and they broke up. Yeah, well, I don't even yeah. didn't sound like he broke up with her. It sounded like she saw his shit and was like, I don't have to deal with this. Like, yeah, Julia Fox. Oh, that's, that's her, her name. name. Okay, I don't know nothing about that girl, but you know, I, good luck. I'm sorry, but like this is this is not okay. This man wasn't has publicly dated multiple women is now screenshotting text messages from his wife, is is having people harass her new partner, calling him skeet, which is hilarious. But also... I must say, I laughed, right. so let's not... Also fucked <laughs> Sorry up. Sorry for... It's just, there's so much wrong with this, and it's really so, so sad. And if you... if you, it, It's... Because I was laughing at it a bit. Because <laughs> this is captions. <laughs> when he did the little heart... And he said, because you're my favorite person, Hart. I was like, this is so manipulative. And and the thing about it. He's like, why wouldn't I post my favorite person? I want to show you off. I'm like. Nuts. And, and that's the thing is that I think that Kanye West is highly intelligent as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's not able to handle. He just has certain triggers that he's not able to handle in the same way that he might be able to handle like a business deal or some shit. But like, also, you have your Netflix documentary coming out. So, what is this all for? Like, it's it's all very mm-hmm. confusing. But either way, this is a woman who carried three of your kids. One, she they had whatever the surrogate. But like, surrogate. your hand was on my stomach while my child was growing. I had my first kid with you. Like, you were you watched me give birth. Like, we fell in love. Like, we like there's we need to bring the humanity back into the situation. Like there are moments that they share that you're never going to have with anybody. else, Right. And she has honored that and said like, nobody's going to be able to do it like him, but like, I have everything in the world. What I want right now is like normal. Like I like, I, I want to chill. I want to have somebody with me, but like we're making fun of, of this whole thing. And I just want to say like, there's still grief happening. For for the kids, she's, still, she's divorced her husband. She he won't like, let her divorce him. Want, 
But what I'm saying is she's trying yeah. to. Like, she's separated from her husband. That's and I don't painful. think that she wants to be. No. It's just the way he has literally unraveled in front of our eyes these last few. And it, as much as I, I think that Kanye is a lunatic, I am, like, I can never ignore college dropout Kanye. No. I can never ignore early Kanye. And I realize that's the same person, but your mom died. You you got... A, I, I can't imagine what being this famous looks like. I tell everybody all the time, I never want to be famous Mm-mm. because I, I don't think I'll ever be able to handle fame or anything like that. It's a different like reality. It's a whole different life. And, and if you're not mentally prepared for it, it you unravel. And... If you are, he's such a creative genius. I can't imagine what goes through that mind and to not have the mental support to to deal with all of this. No one, I don't blame him for unraveling. I just yeah. wish that he would, one, realize he's unraveling and seek help, but also, two, really find, like, the the love and and I don't even know what the word is, like, I'm I'm still reading all about love, but we're at the point where we talk about love ethic, mm-hmm. the love ethic for Kim, like realizing that you love this person. And even if it's not like perfect or y'all are together, just realizing that you can love this person without any, getting anything back and realizing this, all she wants is some sanity and some peace. She want to make us some popping undergarments. She want to take her good. pictures Skims is Skims is fire. Maybe I didn't want to. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to admit it first. Skims is fire, <laughs> and she just wants to get her money, and and live with her kids and just enjoy her life. And he's making everything public. And I just and I because that's all he and knows. I'm very now. much he's stuck in his yeah, own and I'm like, gonna, Truman Show. I'm an astrology girl, which is very I know. Some people are no. like, I don't believe in astrology, but I'm very much an astrology girl. And he is being a typical Gemini man. Like when he wants something, especially a woman, he's going to go crazy and then he's going to get her back and it's going to be the same exact cycle. I don't, I, like, hope, I hope she stays far away from him in all honesty. Mm-hmm. I really me do. Me too. I, I want him to get help. Like I want him to be, I, I don't want to say committed as a joke, but I really want him to be committed in the fact where I want him to take a minute and remove himself from all of this and be still and really get his mind right. Like, I I think that's what he needs. And hopefully he comes back out Kanye West and not Yeezus. Because that's what I thought. I think that's what we lost him was Yeezus. The rants at the concerts, that's where we lost him. And I want Kanye West back. And I'm hoping he he comes back to himself. Prayers up. Prayers up for the two of them. Because... Ain't no way in it. And the babies. Um, versus music and Anthony Hamilton. I'd like to say that music won, but go ahead, Queen. Because we had words I, about this. So I feel like we need to have categories because Girl. song-wise, music won. He, song-wise, he down, his music won. Song-wise, and you know it. Vocally, though, baby. Excuse me. <laughs> Vocally. We not, this is not a concert. It's it's 20 to Hits. It was a concert. Hits. There were tickets in the audience. <laughs> it was a concert. We're not gonna talk about that. Music. All right. I, unpopular opinion. Ready? 
Anthony Hamilton didn't okay. sound as good as everybody wanted to make him sound. Anthony Hamilton had some control issues. And I said, sir, um, your diaphragm is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Now, music so, just tried to do too much, okay? Those mm-hmm. runs was running away. Like, <laughs> running away. running away. I said, oh, no. They were, they were actually walking away like he stubbed Girl. his pinky toe. That's what they were doing. You know. The riffs... The riffs were getting away. The, the riffs. riffs were getting away from him. Mm-hmm. It, they were. And he had Robert D. Glasper giving him all the chords that he ever needed in life. And baby, he couldn't find one of them notes. But that's when you got to know what you do. One. Music. Don't do that. You don't have to go all in mm-hmm. there, up there and, and, and improv. You didn't have to show off. You don't up. have to do that. Maybe that's not what you do. Maybe you try some shit out in the studio, you perfect it, and you sing it. One of three ways each and every time you practice it. But you're you saying got it maybe out. like we didn't see directly in front of us last night that that's literally what that, he does that is. Do. He doesn't do that. Okay. He doesn't do it yeah. well. <laughs> and I think that it's, it's been known for years. Like it's not last night. Wasn't the first time that people have said that music soul child isn't the best life because he, he's doing too much. If he just, he, he is. because the songs, when he got to his a side shit, he yeah. was on it. He was on the note for the most part. He, no. For the most the part. Love for the most part. Yeah, there we go. For Words the mean most space. part, he was on <laughs> it. But he was doing too, he was he was just doing too much. He sir, you know what it is? When you come from Philly, there's this tradition there of this improv and having this ear, mm-hmm. these runs, Jasmine, Patty, all this shit, and you got it in your head where you're like, oh shit, I gotta do this. That's not that's not what I do. I sing. That's not what I do. I can't do that. I can rehearse some yeah. shit, get it down, and then I could kill it. Okay? But guess what? And I wish he took that same And mentality. I wish, th- just stay in your motherfucking lane. Just do what you do. If you wanted to sing it exactly like the record, we would have took it and been happy as soon as, la, 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 la. As soon as it came on, I was hype boots. We would have been fine. <laughs> and I will say, I'm going to give both of them some grace. And again, I, I'm a producer. I work with sound. I do all that nonsense. <laughs> and... The sound was off. It was. Whoever was whoever was doing the show run really didn't let them know beforehand. Like didn't really call them properly. Like they weren't calling the times no. properly. They were they weren't communicating properly. Like there was a lot of miscommunication. Agreed. And it was just a lot of things that were like I was literally my eye was twitching. Yeah, I was like, like who is the producer it. on this? What is ha- where's the stage manager? Who prepped these people? <laughs> What is happening? Why are certain songs like, even, going to the end and not others? Yeah, like it was parts where, like, when music was literally on the phone, like, how many songs do we? The microphone. I'm like, first of all, somebody tell him put the microphone and turn down it off. and tell him to come to the side, let Anthony Hamilton sing, and then you'll clarify. What. But also, so there, like, why is the sound person as soon as he's done singing, his mic should be off? Most, I mean, most 100%. artists are like, why would you keep my mic on? I'm done. My microphone on. Why is somebody cut his mic? However, Malshon said that music came out looking like a backpack. First of all, and he, that denim daddy did his thing. I wanted that. I wanted that. I said, if you going to do it, you better... Listen, we had a Senko for a moment. Go back and fetch it. I want denim. All Listen. I needed was the head wrap, queen. I was like, if you would have given us the head wrap, I'd have lost my motherfucking mind. I thought he was going to come out with the head wrap. I was a little bit disappointed... About the it was fitted. so filthy. But then he came with a the crop denim hoodie. Hoodie, a king. It was 
And the thing is, I thought it was cotton and denim, and then they did a close up, and I realized it was corduroy. It was corduroy. Uh, on a top. king. That's denim. even better. That is the. That is the. <laughs> is that it? is the. That is the neo then, soul movement. And then it had an elastic band, which usually, when you hear the word elastic, means to tighten. It was loose. I'm here for it was it. a loose. Okay. I was I'm like, glad you were. If he would have come out there and looked cool, I would have been annoyed. I'm like, this is not the music that I want. I didn't want him to look cool, but I feel I like he tried to look cool. And oh, the I, fitted is what made oh, me feel Oh, you think like, he tried to look... The fitted pissed me off. I think he tried. He should have had one of them little like, floppy Neo Soul hats on or the head wrap. A fedora. A fedora. But it had to the be Neo the Soul one. signature. It had to be a floppy one. The one and like, then people were like, well, how y'all talk about music fit and Anthony Hamilton? We, Anthony Hamilton has been on brand since we met. Yeah, him. Anthony looked Point like Anthony. All, I wasn't. Anthony looked like he was Anthony. hot though. I, I'm actually shocked that as he should be because that them leather that host. <laughs> I said, sir, you are sweating. <laughs> that man. I said, did you find a leather parasuko? Yo. Uh, Anthony. First of all, he was he was hot in the leather, and then he was hot like emotionally at the host. Jack oh my Thriller? god, who? <sighs> On Black History Month, gone. you called that man a runaway slave. I said, he said, "Come get out here, Frederick Douglass." And I said, "I have a, I have a friend who works for Thriller." And I was like, I was like seconds away from like DMing them, like, "Please tell that man to he shut up." He got the message though. because, like, because he, he did. Up. But I feel like he did. I feel like somebody literally did the meme and was like, "Go ahead and log out for me, baby." Like you gotta, you gotta relax because even music he was doing was bad like, at the beginning. What are you doing? Yeah, and and then you coming out there with this leather parasuko fit, like bedazzled parasuko. It was terrible. And then you're gonna talk about this man's outfit. I said, listen, well, we didn't need a host. We, we don't, don't need a host. Jermaine Dupree should have just hosted it. Yeah, Mouse and Naima made a good point. Like certain, we missed the aspect of the storytelling, which was like the thing for verses with us. I think that's the thing that Kate. Yeah, again, you tell how you recorded it, why you recorded it, yeah. Yeah, like T-Pain and Little John loved that one. They were going back and so forth. Good. They were telling jokes. Like That's an early least, one that nobody... That was when it was not all this production and shit. It was just listen, verses. And Teddy, Teddy Riley deserves an apology, but that's another conversation because he tried to bring us where we are at now. He was just ahead well, of Well, the his people time. who brought us here really was... Um, Beanie Man and yes, Bouncy Beanie and Bounty. That's who got us. But Teddy here. Riley tried. He tried oh to get us to that, and nobody was with it. Nobody it was with it. We were laughing at him. It didn't work, but we were laughing at him. Nobody supported him. It's not going to work with no support. Nobody supported him. Child. And then now, look. If I was Teddy Riley, I'd be tweeting versus every day, wow. pissed like, oh, another production, huh? Like, but I. I think that last night, even through the jokes and and the sloppy runs and <laughs> Anthony Hamilton it. sweating through his wide brim je- uh, hat, I think that it was still an amazing ode to R and B. I forgot about certain songs that Anthony Hamilton did, and just remembering the times that. I felt when music brought those. I I think music's first album is top ten R and B album. It was of, a great album. Oh, to be in Philly, so that I'm was not, my fit man. Philly was Philly. giving y'all everything you needed. Listen, that was music. That was Philly. Jill. That was flowetry. We was out here, like watch us work. 
Wow. Listen, at Barber's Hall, listening to this for the 20 Cent Wings on a Tuesday. Wow. It was a time. It was a I time. I will say, the last thing I'll say is that music had one of the best counter punches I've seen on Versus. Because when Anthony, nobody knew Anthony Hamilton wrote that goddamn Donnell Jones song. Everybody was like, the fuck? And then brought Donnell Jones out, and Donnell was terrible. But we was all jamming like, damn, music music can't. And I said, wow, he got to hit him with Half Crazy. Half Crazy came on, and I forgot about Lucky Day's sample of that. And then he brought Lucky out. I said, amazing counterpunch. I think he won that round with that counter. I. It's tricky. Yes. I because I think that I think that Donnell Jones he is like oh he messed it up a little bit because he didn't remember the words he uh he actually Anthony actually had a few because Anthony uh, came in Nappy early remember song, too no but Nappy Boy didn't remember his lyrics either mm. if you recall he was just like and like Anthony Hamilton had to start rapping for him and I was like this is you this is pointless now because you were supposed to be a he could have listened to that on the car ride over got it down. Like you only had a few songs, so you couldn't remember your most popular <laughs> one. Like, give work with me, player. But I think Donna Jones appealed to like nostalgia, and Lucky Day was like more present. So like they both hit differently, even though they hit great. So it's hard for me to say who won that round. Um, but if I have to go just on like how I felt, like shock value, I would say I would. I didn't think Lucky Day was gonna come out. So that's why. So you're saying music. music. You can say it. I, you can I was say going to say Music it. soul child. Ate music Anthony Hamilton's child. ass the fuck up. Bad runs and all. I think that you're going too far mm-hmm. with the ate him up situation. Yeah. I think we're just going a step too far. However, music won. Without a doubt. And not ate with the up. C, with the Q. You mean music, yeah. the, the person. Music soul child. Let, Let me say, say the whole, the whole thing. thing. So you can understand. Thank you, Queen. Music Soul Child definitely won the verses. However, don't you don't have to do that. We're here now. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. Okay. All right. We have a voicemail. Shout out to Philly. <laughs> you, you Shout hater, out to Philly. Yo. I don't know if you are. I don't know if you're a real Philly joint. I just don't know it all honesty because we ride uh-uh. for hours. Every time he hit I, a bad run, I said, "Okay, keep going, King." I ride for mine. But I'm not gonna let you not know. We got. I ride for mine because I help us work. That on king was gonna find a note one way or another. He always got back. Okay, found his way home. Yeah, he always did. <laughs> he absolutely found his that way. That one meme, no, that Shout out that joke was hilarious. Where the girl was like, it was like a picture of her doing this, and she was like, I don't know about y'all, but these runs been kicking music ass all night. I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. When when friends that monkey uh, that she posted, I was screaming. When I tell you, Fran had me weak. I said, Fran, I can't. She didn't tell. even write that anything. Was she just posted. She didn't it. say nothing, and we, <laughs> we all, all knew what she was knew. talking about. Because you know, you know, Fran's so sweet. She be trying not to. <laughs> she was telling people in the comments. She was like, they can they can see the tweets, y'all. Like I'm like, Fran, we know, they can see we the know. Tweets. That would upset. Don't hurt their feelings. She's, she's so sweet. I love her. No, that, mo- that I say I screenshot that monkey so fast. I said, "Wow, I gotta use this Boy. for so many things." <laughs> but we have a voicemail. It's an older voicemail that I've been promising to play, and I thought that it would be perfect for this episode, um, given our guest. So I'm gonna play it right now. 
Hey, y'all. Um, my name is Maya, and I probably should have prepared a little bit more for this, but um, I was listening to your latest podcast, and I just felt really compelled to finally leave a message. I've been wanting to leave one for a while. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I went to Temple in Philly, and I actually got to meet Shanti through an interview through Philadelphia Magazine, um, just spotlighting Table Collective and how wonderful it is. Um, and what a great spot it is in Philly. Um, and ever since then, I just kept continuing, continually listening to the podcast. Um, currently, I live in upstate New York. I'm in a grad program studying African-American studies and women's studies. And it was kind of like this golden opportunity for me, like um, where I'm being paid to be a TA. They pay for where I live. Um, and... I feel like when I initially committed to this, I was so excited and there was so much possibility. And now, I guess what I'm reaching out to talk about is how do you navigate feeling like you're behind or how do you navigate being in the next step in your life or the next stage of your life as a woman where, you know, you're alone, you're newly independent, you know, trying to figure out who you are, trying to figure out um, your relationships. Um, and if you, if either of y'all have ever done that while you were alone, um, because I moved up here by myself. I didn't know anyone. Um, and it's been, it's been really challenging um, trying to be this person that I expected myself to be, but by myself um, in such a different Space, you know, in a predominantly white space. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles, but I wonder um, what sort of guidance do you have for a young woman that is learning how to be independent and all the struggles that come with that, you know, like budgeting, saving money, um, navigating relationships, um, your work-life balance, all of that stuff. Um and I'm also growing out my hair. I just cut off all of my hair. So there's that, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if any of this made any sense, but I hope you guys listen to this. Have a good one. Ciao. It made all the sense. All the sense was Please. made. Maya. Especially that cutting your hair <laughs> off because your good sis had a, a Caesar in 2016. And look at you so. now. Killing it. Look at um, wow. And I, listening to that voicemail sound like I was listening to myself. Same. <laughs> I want to be like, how, did she say how old she was? She didn't. But I, it sounded like no, she's. No, but she said 20, 20 something. something. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with like, because she said, that, you know, they're giving her housing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm feeling like mid to like, I want to say she's probably up to like 27. Okay. If she's. And I'm I'm giving twenty seven. I want to say twenty five, and it is wow. It's it's definitely. <laughs> I'm laughing because I knew what we were like. I knew the premise of what the voicemail was going to be, but to actually like hear mm-hmm. it and like be like, wow, I think I've had this exact conversation mm-hmm. myself. It's it's completely different. Um, but yeah, I. The part about it that really is just kind of like learning to do things by yourself really hit me because 
we probably have never talked about this, but I was engaged. I was with somebody for eight years and engaged at one point. I was engaged when I was 25 to 26. And then we broke up right around my 26th birthday. And in my head, I'm like, a new man's coming. I'm going to, I'm going to be single for like a year or two and just get 11 years later. Mm -hmm. I'm still single. And it's like having to navigate life when you are so used to like having a partner or doing all this stuff, it, I feel like it amplifies all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So like, even when I moved, having to figure out how to paint and like going through life by yourself and you're like, why do I have to put air in my motherfucking tires by myself? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I put this gauge in? Like, it's very, it's disheartening. But I think the thing that like, when she said like, how do you navigate it? The first thing that came to my mind was grace. Mm. Like grace is the thing that I think will get, you through anything because very rarely do we have grace for ourselves we have a lot of grace for everybody else friends lovers whoever but when it comes to ourselves it 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 hits us harder and we don't have the grace for our our alone times or feeling emotional at the fact that we're so blessed but we're missing a partner Mm -hmm. like so yeah i've that voicemail really just it touched my spirit I, th- I think a couple things for me, especially when she brought up the predominantly white space, I thought I started thinking about, I know she said she's in gonna, going to grad school, but I started thinking about when I went mm-hmm. to college and I went to college in uh, a Upper East Side private school. And I was, even as I present, was one of the darkest faces <laughs> in the space, child, and was like, what the hell? Um, and was really lonely and was just coming into like adulthood was really poor. And they, I was around a lot of rich folks that just had more resources than I did really unhappy and, um, really struggling and then wanting really, and I had been at the top of my game and every other, um, space that I had occupied, I was always top percentile of this, this, and this excelled at whatever I was doing. Um, but here I felt very much behind and like, Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all got this. Y'all got that. Oh, you went here. Oh, okay. Um, wow. And so it was really difficult because I put a lot of pressure on myself to be great and to be X, Y, and Z. And I felt very alone. And so one thing that I did was I tried to focus on one thing at a time. She listed a lot of stuff. She listed her hair, mm-hmm. her budgeting, her relationships, her work life. But like, you can't do it all right at once. Mm-hmm. And, and especially at the age and especially in grad school. So that's where the grace comes in of like, write down all the things that you want to do and understand that there's time to do them. <laughs> like, even at 30, how old am I? I can't remember, 34. I do not have it all figured out at all. Like there's a meme that says, this girl's like, oh, I, I do not want to be trying to figure out my life at 30. And somebody responded and was like, who's going to tell her? You're not going to. That's my homegirl yeah. that responded. That. Oh, really? And I'm like. See? Yes, yeah, Tuli. 
Totally it's just like, you're not going to have it figured out. And when I get to 40, I'm probably still going to be like, oh, wow. Because there's always going to be things that I'm trying to get better at. And it sounds like, Maya, the same is for you. So I would say write down all of the things that you are trying to, or the, not trying to, but that you are going to focus on and then prioritize them and be realistic about what you can focus on right now. And maybe, maybe you can do some of all of it. So maybe if it's relationships, maybe it's just, okay, I'm just going to say hello to a new person at least every two days. I'm just going to say hello, right? Or I'm going to reach back out to the people who I, I knew from my hometown or call a family member, right? If it's budgeting, girl, you can find so much shit on YouTube. First thing I want you to look up is compound interest, do me that favor and look up compound interest, dead ass, and then watch no, um, what is it? The credit cards explained docu. Um, quick thirty minute thing on Netflix. I love explained. It's a great. Book. I have never watched it. No, oh, I you need to watch it. It will tell you everything you need to know about how to use a credit card, how not to use a credit card, how to make credit cards work for you, and then you look up compound interest. If you understand those things, you will be. 50% ahead of the game for all of your financial shit moving forward. Um, and and just know that like maybe write write down your progress. It sounds like you're you're already taking leaps. You're you've moved somewhere, you've you found a place, a program that's going to pay for your housing. You've you're figuring out how to do it as you go. So you're already way ahead of the game because there's so many folks that can't even figure that out or who don't have the courage to take the leap of faith and be uncomfortable for a little while it's it's really it's always comparison is a thief of joy yeah. like we look at it how where other people are at and we're like why don't I have a partner or why am I not like this and you don't realize how far you've come mm -hmm. you don't realize how much strides you've made and and we have this notion that we are literally trying to like by thirty we should have it all together. I am thirty seven, girl, and I've the thing I've looking learned younger than me, child. I learned two lessons. Huh? Looking younger than me, child. Ain't a wrinkle nowhere, child. I was like, you look young as hell. When you said you were thirty four, I was like, did she tell me girl, this? I have so <laughs> much concealer wrong, but go ahead. Listen, shout out to Ami Cole because this is definitely. Um, <laughs> Uh, tinted moisturizer. I, I was like, I can't embarrass myself on this. Um, but I've learned two real life lessons that I think I'll take with, I will I take with me, but I will also give to you is one, stop thinking you're going to have it figured out because I know people who are 60 and 70 that you don't have it figured out. I'm not saying that you need to be like still no budget, things like that. Like there's obviously things to adult. But if you think that life is going to be completely understandable, then you are setting yourself up for failure right now. Like you're never going to have life completely figured out because there's always going to be a new thing to life that you've never experienced before. Girl, COVID came out. Nobody saw COVID coming. Mm -hmm. Those have, those people, people were confused by COVID. So like you're never going to have everything figured out. And with all the stuff that you say that you're doing, the one thing I've taught myself is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Mm. If you set yourself up to do everything, you are setting yourself up for failure. 
there has to be some intentionality and it you don't you lose that when you try to do everything at one time. So give yourself grace, put a little intentionality behind it and realize you can do anything you want. You just really can't do everything or it's it's failure. Set, trying to really set yourself up for that is failure. Whether you actually don't succeed in the goals or you don't mentally like, you don't mentally enjoy succession because you're so burnt out from trying to do everything at one time. Mm. It doesn't feel as good. No. And also consider, you know, you said earlier, language is important. Consider what, when we say we are alone, what that really means. Because often we say we're alone, we're alone, we're alone. I am very guilty of it. I'm alone because I am not partnered. I'm alone. And I have so many people in my life that would say otherwise. Obviously, it's not somebody that's, you know, taking out my goddamn trash. But um, there, there's a emotional support that I have that I think that I need to definitely honor a little bit more. And we're going to get into that because right now we're going to take a break, but I really appreciate Maya, you reaching out. And if you have questions about the budgeting and things like that, I am an insane budgeter. (laughs) So email us because I can send you the Excel sheet that I use where I track all of my spending every single day to make sure that I do not overspend and that I am paying myself every day. every day down to the cent. If I spend $6 at the bodega, it goes on the spreadsheet and it's wow. deducted from. Don't be surprised when you see me and your voice smells accidental. But I'm dead ass. Like I'm not playing. No, it, it so gets I'm, me going. I'm trying to buy a condo. Oh, so this is why I'm doing it. Cause I want to buy property as well. So happy to share my Excel sheet with you. I have all the formulas in there and I just go that way. And I, I, there's a lump sum of money that I pay myself to retirement and to savings every month. And I'm like, okay, here we are, whether I like it or not, you spent it. So it's deducted from what you have left. So you are staying inside, but anyway, thank you so much for calling. We are going to take a break. And when we get back, I think we're going to get into more about more about aloneness and what that means in relationship to love. So, oh, Shanti's not here. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we are back. Well, let me write that down. <laughs> um, so, again, and we are talking about, well, off the heels of Valentine's Day, both of us. I don't know how you spent your Valentine's Day. I spent mine 
I got my nails done. I went for a walk. I talked to my dad. I moved my car, <laughs> came in, okay. and took a bath and went to sleep. How did you do Valentine's Day? So, um, I did spend the weekend um, with a gentleman friend. Oh, a gentleman caller. Uh, yeah, uh, as I like to call them, gentleman callers, uh, friend. But, you know, we just kind of started talking, and I really appreciated that we had, like, a chill weekend. Like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, money long, hours and hours, real-esque. I didn't walk into, like, flowers or whatever. We just kind of were just like, you know, it's Valentine's weekend. We want to spend some time together, and we did. Um, but actual Valentine's Day, I was not with him. Uh, and I don't know what he did, and nor do I care. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I spoke to him, but uh, he had work. I was off, so I took myself out and got myself a nice massage at the spa. Mm. Um, I went grocery shopping at Trader Joe and bought myself some flowers. Oh. And I, my best friend from high school, uh, one of my closest friends, she has two kids. But back in the day when we were like single, completely single, um, she's now married and divorced, so that's why I say single. But we used to go spend Valentine's Day together. Mm-hmm. There was this place in New Rochelle, literally right next to Cheese Apartment. Okay. And we used to go to all the time, right on the corner, of course, on Buffalo Wild Wings. And they had lychee martinis and lobster pizza. <laughs> and we thought we was like in Black Sex uh-huh. in the City. And we would literally spend every Valentine's Day there together eating lobster pizza and drinking lychee martinis. So the other day, um, she's kind of, she's in the midst of this divorce and mm. like the last two Valentine's days, obviously probably still kind of hitting her, but I can see that she's like healing and coming to herself, coming back to herself. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, Hey girl, you want to get the kids and go get dinner on Valentine's That's day? So and it was just great. so nice to start the tradition over yeah. again. And like, but now have it with her kids because I adore her kids. Like those are my children. So like he's her son is four. He saw me and he like was so excited. He bought me a bouquet oh, of flowers, munchkin. and he was like, he was like, I ordered you some bread because I know how much you like bread. And I was like, a real one. wow, a little a young king. <laughs> what a what a king. So I I will say I love Valentine's Day regardless, no matter whether I'm partnered or not. Um, this is probably the first Valentine's Day since I was engaged that I actually like spent it with a man intentionally, mm. I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Because like we still weren't together on the day, but made plans with a man with Valentine's Day in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still love the day. Like I do things with my friends. I I give my mom flowers. Like I just I am a big ass sap and I love love. So the day isn't like the commercial romantic day for me. It's just a reminder that love is in the air and we show it all the time, but especially today. Got it. It's interesting. I um I had convinced myself for a long time, the Valentine's Day was corny. I was one of these people that was like, oh, it's just this commercial holiday. So ridiculous. And I had to admit to myself, I think it was this Valentine's Day that like, damn, I would actually like to participate in this once. 
and to and not necessarily how it looks to everyone else, but just to be celebrated. I looked back mm-hmm. on my Valentine's Day experiences, and the last one that I had was with my partner five, six years ago. I might be going on seven at this point. I don't even know. But he was awful to me that day. And he had just done some dirt, so he was all fucked up in the head and looking at me crazy and projecting. But like we went to go see Gregory Porter. Like we did a whole thing. And I I bought everything because he had just got an apartment. Like I and I didn't care. But he was awful to me. And so then I thought, like, okay, well, before that, what happened? And I have never ever experienced Valentine's Day like with someone that I was dating ever and I was just like wow how how nice would that be I my Valentine's Day date was always Jasmine and she was partnered now but we would go to like in high school or like after school like we would go and get like go on South Street and get some old bullshit food on South Street and think we were doing something. Um, but you were. We That's No, I mean thing. like doing you something were. with the meal. Because you know the, the meal was, you no, the meal was trash. But I just mean like we thought we were like whining and dining ourselves and it was like trash ass I mean, meal. For, for that time, yes it was. In, in high, high school, school South, we were, right. To eat out was a you was, big deal. You was Michelin star <laughs> eating in high school taking yourself out right. to eat. So I, I thought about that and I I intentionally, a couple years ago, of course, before the pandemic, um, took myself to a concert, and it was the Anita Baker Baker concert. And I went by myself. I did not go with a group of friends. I literally just went. And I ended up being seated. It was crazy. Next to my homegirl, directly next to my homegirls from the Curly Girl Collective. And I was like, this is God. Like, God didn't want me to be alone tonight. So we're singing the lyrics and having a good time. And that is all fine and dandy. Like, I can celebrate other people. This was the first year in my friend group where everyone else, in my, like, close friend group here and in um, in Philly, everyone is partnered. Everyone was doing something. No, and so I was just like, okay. And I got all of these, <laughs> I got all of these very sweet, texts but they were pitiful it was like happy valentine's day internet love you <laughs> so for my friends because i'm sure they they i'm sure have a, their own private chat because we all do we're like there'll be one without shanti or one without jazz and where if we're worried about the person we hop on that chat and yeah, obviously because <laughs> that's what we do and so i was like i can only imagine what the fuck they're talking about amongst themselves like oh i hope she's okay it's like i was fine um, but I did feel that, that, that little, like, it's not an ache, Angling. but that, yeah, that yearning, of like, oh, that would be nice. Tinge, yeah, it's like twinge. a little, little something. And for the first time I allowed myself to feel it and it wasn't pity. I didn't pity myself. Cause I've definitely done that. We're like, oh, I'm always by myself. It wasn't that it was a, oh, it, it would be nice to do that. And it's okay for me to say that I would like to do that. I don't have that option this year and I'm not going to die, but I still would like it. And like the two things can exist without me falling apart. And so that felt really good. I will say I completely understand that because that's me for the most Mm. part. Like I, you know, I I hear a lot of what you say in myself, (laughs) like what you say. I'm just like, wow. So it only, 
have we really not? I know, I know. Because it's so weird. Because you know, I like I said, I love Valentine's Day, and I will celebrate it regardless. But it's also kind of like, at what point am I going to have someone to do it? Like even this year, I which I never do, I initiated the conversation about it. I was like, you know, we've been talking. I was like, do you want to do something for Valentine's Day? And he was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, and it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't completely like, oh my gosh, over the top romantic, like these rope rappers are doing for their girls on oh Instagram. God. Like pick, like all this. Who is cleaning all that up? Of, not me. That's all so I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. Obviously, they can afford a clean lady, but why waste those roses? Like, it was, anyway, off topic. Would I like the romance stuff? It's taken me probably like 37 years to admit that yes. Mm. Would I, I don't want the, I don't want to have to clean up those rose petals, but I would have liked the romance behind it. But I had a really good weekend. Like, we chilled. We went roller skating. Like, oh, it was nice. very late. Yeah, it was very laid back, laughing at each other type things. But... I will say, as great of a time as I had, I would have loved a little bit of romance. And that's okay. Mm. That's okay, too, to to be grateful for what I had, but still want a little bit more. So that's also something I had to, like, teach myself. It is. I I had a conversation, too, um, leading up to this. I was on my homegirls podcast um, and my homie, Obi and Nana, their um, WorkBay podcast. And we were talking about, um, her topic was the decentering romance, which was interesting for me. And so I kind of pushed back a little bit on the concept only, and it could be semantics, but I was saying that romance doesn't, romance to me is the possibility of something, right? It's, okay, it's, Love Jones. Uh, right. That's where literally I literally was like, I think I just fucking quoted Love Jones. But it really yeah, is. Literally. It's the possibility of it, that excitement under it. And I think yeah. that you can have that with yourself, like the possibilities. Like you can have romance with yourself. I'm still exploring how to do it because I'm also, and I might have said this one here, I'm reading this new book by Susan, fuck, I should have had it here, Sellersburg or something like that. And it's called, I should have had this as well. I think real love, but it's basically a practical guide to love and love, not in the sense of only partnership. So in her introduction, and I've reread it about four times already because it really struck me where she talks about love and she's like, love is an ability. It's not this thing that is passed between people. Like it's not the UPS man is coming to your house and he has this package of love and he's either going to give it to you and you're going to feel great or he's not going to give it to you and you're going to feel like shit. That's not how it works. Love is an actual ability. It's like, are you able to do it? Have you learned it? And if so, then you can be love. You don't just receive it. You don't just give it. You can actually be it and vibrate in it and do throughout the course of your day, whether you're alone quote unquote alone, as we like to say, or partnered, you can be that. You can be that in how you care for your plants. You can be that in how you care for your pets. You can be that in just laying in bed and recognizing the miracle that you are. And it's very 
woo-woo, she-she-foo-foo, yeah, right? Yeah, I was about to say, this, but it also sounds like right up my alley because you saying this, I'm like, but tell me more. As I, and, and sometimes, I'll be honest, I, I struggle. <laughs> my ability is a... Uh, uh, compromised. <laughs> I'm shy, like, girl, not today. I want someone to lay on top of me and tell me they love me in my ear as I have an orgasm. But other days, I'm able to really try to put it into practice of like, how am I caring for myself in this moment? Right. And I've been talking about how much I beg to work from home. I asked God to find me a job, a remote job. <laughs> so many times. And baby, I still love it. I will never say I don't. I have not figured out how to take full advantage of it, of like the travel. Like I want to travel, but COVID got me scared to Mm -hmm. do all that shit. But the isolation of being Mm -hmm. in the house all the time. I'm like, ooh. So this is something that I've really had to put into practice as of late. And so that coupled with um, all about love by bell hooks is so interesting. such an interesting cause I'm reading them both at the same time. I'll read a chapter, I'll put it down, read another chapter, put it down. I'll go. And then I go back to really make sure my dumb ass comprehended <laughs> what I read. And then on top of that, I'm reading the how of like how to basically just be like your, mm-hmm. yourself, which is so hard. It's, do you know how hard it is to be? It's yourself? so hard. Like I, I don't think people realize that. But Especially that's, again, when I identify, people ask me who I am, and the, it's so corny, and I almost never say it because I just feel like you're not going to get it, or it might come off wrong. But I know that at the core of me, I am a lover. That is my mm-hmm. greatest quality. Like that is who I am. Whether I'm your friend, whether I'm your your sister, your your niece, your whatever, I am a lover. It's my it's the best title I have, and so no, I I felt stripped of that. I don't think that's crazy. I th- you I don't, don't think that's crazy you get because you me, girl. Because I tell people my greatest superpower is support, but that's rooted in love, right? Like I so su- I will support you wholeheartedly. My friend's dreams are are more important to me, which is a pro and a Tricky. con, but yeah, but people, my people who I love dreams and being able to assist them get to a better place. Like that warms my heart, whether I get recognition for it or not. And like, that's rooted in love. And you saying that you're a lover, I, that's probably actually the real term I should be using versus support because I, I love so hard. And I think that's also one of the reasons that I'm single Mm. because I know that not everybody deserves the unconditional, pure, unadulterated love that I'm going to give. So I had to be, I had to learn to be selective with it. See, I, I believe that everyone deserves it, but are they able to receive it? Back to boot cuts now. I think every okay. human being in this world deserves it. They, ooh, they deserve it. Whether or not they can handle it or they want it or they're they're open to feeling it. Sometimes I know that I've tried. I think more so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, my cat is, stop. Um, I am rejecting the idea of not everybody deserves it and more so looking at it as, mm-hmm. 
I need to understand when people are not able to receive it. I try to wrap my arms around walls often. Mm-hmm. And you you can't get your arm around a wall, right? You can't. So I don't know. And I, I think that's what makes folks really special. It's like I'm I'm still able to give it when and if you're willing. Or I'm still able to be it, not to give it, because it's not a this commodity thing. And I'm not looking at it as that anymore. I'm really trying to see it as like an ability and like how I self-actualize. No, that makes sense. And like, I get it. I think that I've just been in situations where I have thought that people deserve it, whether they are ready to receive it or not. And I still gave it. And it's like, all right, well, you're going to, I'm going to show you that you deserve it regardless, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to still love you through your bullshit. I'm going to love you through you thinking you don't deserve it. I'm going to love you through miscommunications or not even treating me the way that I deserve to be treated because I am worthy of it. And it's, I want to say backfired, but that's not the word. I just think that it's, it's caused me, I don't want to even say pain, but it's definitely caused some discourse in my life. And I realized that putting all this love in someone else who is not ready to receive it. And I say doesn't deserve it because it just feels like, you know, I feel like my love is very special. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that everybody's love is special, but I think my love is exceptionally special. And I think that, again, superpower. And if you are not ready to receive it or at least be willing to try, because I don't think everybody's perfect, but I think if you're willing, we can do something. I can be reserving that for myself because that's a battle I've also had with myself for years. Like the lack of love that I have for myself and feeling that I'm worthy for love. So if I have this special type of love, I can just be giving it to myself at this point because I feel like I'm depleting it for myself, trying to force it on somebody else, if that makes sense. Well, so that's where I would ask, that's where I would ask myself, am I really loving this person by trying to force them to see that they deserve what I'm offering or they deserve the love that I think they deserve? Or is it borderline me manipulating them into Mm -hmm. understanding that? And am I loving myself truly by doing that? And I think... I think... It's true. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's tricky. (laughs) It is. It absolutely is. I don't don't know if I agree with the manipulation part. Mm -hmm. I think that with me, it's not manipulation. It's genuine. Like, I know what it feels like to feel like you're not worthy of something. Mm -hmm. And I never want somebody that I love so much to feel like that. So I make sure I go above and beyond to know. So they know that they are. However, that last part about not loving myself, that's the part where it's kind of like, it gets tricky for Mm -hmm. me because I, I, do love myself. It's a constant battle every single day. It's actively working on loving myself, but I do love myself. But I think that there's parts of myself I had to learn to love. Like I I think I loved the idea of who I was, but not like the parts that I didn't like, like the emotional parts and things like that. So, so then can we talk about that? Because can we talk about that idea of or 
not the idea of it, but the practice of loving, loving yourself, also learning to love yourself, knowing that you're dope and you deserve love, but it's still being a struggle. All doing that while you don't really have, of course, you might have, you know, non-romantic, non-intimate folks in your life telling you like, yeah, girl, you deserve this, this, and this, and this, but sometimes wanting to hear it from a partner, a partner. for reassurance and what that is like and how you do it. So again, constant struggle. And I'm going to bring this back to actually something that you said, like one of the reasons I became a really big fan of the podcast and you oh. was when we first had a conversation, I don't even know if you remember, it was probably about a year ago, you put up this post and it was talking about how dope you were. Like, you know, you're great and all of that, but sometimes you wish other people would see it mm-hmm. and how it, it doesn't take away from it, but it's just like, you want like, why don't other people see how great I am as well and wanting to hear it back from other people? And I've always had that feeling. And it's never been, I've never heard it out of anybody else's mouth. So why I watched that clip so many times of you, like, not stalkerish, but mm-hmm. like, it was just like, I analyzed every word because I was like, wow. Like, it just, even, and it was during a time where like, I was talking to somebody last year 2020 into 2021, like, I thought that I I was in love. I Not I thought, I was in love. Mm-hmm. And my birthday had just passed, and him being him, and it wasn't just him, a bunch of friends. My birthday had just passed. Nobody did anything. I was sitting on my floor of my empty apartment mm-hmm. eating crab legs because I manifested this for myself because I didn't speak up. It was, I said, I just want crab leg champagne and flowers. And I got crab legs, I got champagne, and I got an abundance of flowers. I also got that by myself. No one was in this apartment with me. No one did anything with for me during the weekend. And I was salty. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I'd be going out my way for everybody. And it sucks because it was just like, I realized that I needed reassurance, but I didn't want to ask for mm-hmm. it. So I had to I had to really sit back and think about a lot of things. Um, eventually, me and this person stopped dating, and when I tell you that shit broke me, woof! Last year was looking like waiting to exhale, mm-hmm. like it was bad. Like I was on this floor crying, drinking tequila, but I realized I had it to break to actually realize that I needed to be soft. Like I'm not a soft person. I 100% oh, I think not a soft you're person. very tender on the low. I know I am, but that's the problem. I don't, that's the part of myself I didn't love. I don't like the emotional. Mm. I don't like how easily I can attach myself to somebody and be so vulnerable and they use it against me or they leave abandonment issues out the ass, but I'm in therapy. I see the lady. So like it's, it's, it's a constant battle and I deal with it by realizing like, I have to give myself grace. I have to embrace all these parts of myself because then I'm just loving myself in theory. I'm loving the person who is witty and can make people respond on Instagram or is good at podcasting or works at Twitter and does all these things. But I'm not loving myself holistically and I Mm -hmm. had to embrace the parts that 
are not my favorite to really love myself fully and really get past that part. Because once I started to embrace them, I didn't, I realized they weren't bad parts of me. Like they weren't the things that I should be embarrassed about. And it's been helping me literally get through this single part because it's made me realize like if someone could love me, even with the bad stuff, what I consider bad, it's that person is here to, for me. It doesn't, it, it's it's really hard to explain when I say it out loud. It's and I'm like, hard. I'm hoping I'm, I'm here. making hey, sense. You are. I think too, I, okay. I'm, I'm curious, well, I'm curious to know, and you don't absolutely don't need to explain it, but I think it's interesting that the vulnerable part with your Bronx ass is the thing that you're like, oh, no, 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 I don't like that. And I, I think that's like a superpower. That's where I, I think I, um, I love that about myself, that I'm able to, to do it. And no matter how many times I get my feelings hurt, and of course I get smarter as I go, right? But I'm always Absolutely. open to the possibility of of being naked with somebody. I'm and I'm I look forward to it. It's such a like Absolutely see not. me. Like you saying you look forward to oh, it I look, just made like re, Oh, I can't. Ooh. I'm like see me. See me. Oh my god, it would be so great. Absolutely. Like no, I'm not even vulnerable with my friends. Oh, wow. Like, it's a thing where my friends are like, Siobhan, please. Just, like, people have to pull oh, up I'm on I'm going to start like, bothering I will, you. Yeah, people will pull. <laughs> like, when me and this guy broke up, my I was, like, in my house, and everybody's like, how are you? And I'm like, a lot of my friends are long distance, mm-hmm. or they, like, they have kids, so they're just, like, not really free to, yeah. like, just do bullshit with me. And I remember being on the floor and I ordered food because I cooking was not an option. I ordered food and the and the door knocked and I thought it was Uber East person. And it was my best friend and my godson. And he was like, Gotti, mommy said you needed a hug. And I of course broke down. Course. And I'm but I'm the type of person like you have to pull up on me. You have to be like, We know you're not good. Like I'm the person that cries and when people try to comfort me when I'm crying, I'm like, please don't do that because you're gonna make me cry more. I don't but what if I don't you need did the comfort more. Is that is what if you, what if you needed to get that out? I do that on my own, and but I know I know it's something I need to work on because there was a tweet, and I'm I'm trying to Where remember. If it you if you um, a therapist said that if you handle things on your own, it probably means that you had to handle things on your own as a child. Oh, one hundred percent. I love Sharon, but I was the adult with my mm. mom. She's my mother is one of the best people in the world, but she was just never organized. Like I, I tell everybody that's why I'm a producer and I work in events because I had to be so detail oriented because my mother was We're the I. same human. You know but, that I'm a PM, right? Like, yeah, no, I know. It's so funny. And I'm, it's, it's actually hilarious. But I'm trying to remember the tweet. It was something like, basically, there's, there's no problem in being soft because the more rigid and like, hard you are those are actually the people break. who break the first and i saw that and i was like well shit like i and that was the thing with me and this guy i was i hadn't dated in years and i was fine i was actually happy i was living in the bay i had come home for a little bit for covid we had talked for years we just never met up it was covid and we both felt like we were being safe so we were like let's meet up two months later i'm like wow i haven't felt things mm-hmm. like this 
in years. And I think because I'm so used to being so, so hard and so cold and so closed off, I say I'm a calculated vulnerable. Like I'll come on this podcast and I'll tell you, everybody's like, oh my God, you're being so open. And I'm like, if you knew how long it took me to get to this point to talk to you about this without crying, mm. you would, because the things that I'm still emotional about, we don't talk about. It's not happening at all. And I don't mind crying. It's just when I feel like I have no control over the emotion. So like I've gotten to the point where I'm like with this guy, I'm opening up despite not wanting to be. So when it ended, it felt like my world ended. It felt like not only do I resent him, but I resent myself because like I'm I'm not stupid. I have so many male friends. You know so much of my male friends. <laughs> to the point where like Chi and Nas and Teddy is like Sayo's a savage. Like I've I've never seen Sayo talk to men. I've never seen people talk to men the way Sayo do. Because I'm not like mean, but I'm honest and I'm blunt and realistic. And to be this soft person with somebody and it went, it didn't go how it was supposed to, it broke me. So I realized that I need to embrace this softness because if I don't, it's like when things don't go my way, it ne- it's hard to recover. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a, it breaks mm-hmm. you when I don't need to be broken every time love doesn't happen properly. Mm. So that was just, I think that's one of the things that I really had to like learn. Like I'm so laid back and like chill. Like I tell everybody I give the brat chic. Like I, I am, I'm not a girly girl when it comes to a lot of things, but then I am. I'm realizing I like getting a dress up for dates. I want to be affectionate and stroke a man's beard in the dim lighting of a restaurant. And I did that with somebody, actually somebody I met off of Hinge. We were dating after this guy and it didn't work out, but I was, I was so soft with him. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be hiding my niggas like buried treasure. Okay. I have friends who I've known since I was 17 and they had never met anybody I dated and I was engaged and he never met anybody. Like I was in his wedding and he didn't know my fiance. Let me find out you're like pathologically secretive. I am. It's not that I'm, I'll tell you about the man. You just won't meet him. It's just, it's very weird. I, vibes. I, I, tell, I tell you, I, I'm seeing the lady. I'm seeing the lady, y'all. I have a therapist. But I was very open with this man. Like, he, we went outside together. We have pictures together. People were like, did somebody clone Siobhan? Because this isn't the style we know. And it didn't work out. On some miscommunication, Not we don't speak to each other at all type shit. And I wasn't upset. I was, I think about him often. I was happy for the experience and I moved on and I was like, wow, this is what happens when you're like softer and you're not fighting it. Mm. It, it feels, you can bounce back easier. Yeah. It's a, there's a fluidity to it. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think for me, I think I'm, 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 I'm grateful for the time that I've spent while it's been hard. I think the time that I've spent um, unpartnered has proven to me a lot of what I'm capable. I already knew I was capable of a lot on my own. Right. Um, but it's really allowed me to have a lot of hard conversations with myself about the things that I wanted to be better at and, um, better in. And then I also think that, um, that I have been able to see things for what they are I'm getting better at that. I'm one of these where when I get a crush, I'm like, oh, this is my husband. 
and I don't mean it, but mm-hmm. I just I talk in those kind of terms because it's just funny. No. Um, but I'm recognizing that it's fine to have these crushes, but low expectations, high vibrations of like, I don't know what this is gonna be, but that's the possibility of it. I I can keep myself open to the possibility, but also grounded in what it will be, it will be. And I hope I'm ready for whatever that is, you know? And I'm, I'm also starting to shift the idea while I would love it. Cause it just seems it's the fairy tale we all grow up with, right. Of this one person and it's your person and you stay with that person. But I'm also open to the idea of like, it might not be one person. Maybe people come and they're there for as long as they're supposed to be there. And then they're not, and they, and you still honor it. I've spent a lot of time looking back on relationships. I had someone tell me um, that they had a relationship. Their relationships were failed relationships. And I was like, my body, like, ugh, it just cringed. Like, and I thought, it couldn't have, it, even my worst weren't failures in my mind. I mean, for the most part, but like... It might not have worked out the way I wanted it to work out, but I got what I needed from it, and we were so much more than a failure, and I cannot honor any relationship where I've loved someone and they've loved me back if I just only see it as a failure. So I've done a lot of that work. way ahead of your time (laughs) because it took me this year to find that out. I think I've been single for so long that I forgot that part. Like I forgot the vulnerable part. And again, I said this break, this broke me last mm-hmm. year, but I think it broke me in the best way possible. Broke you because open. I, I realized. To make space yeah, for other it broke stuff. Me. Yeah. And I just, I really, the things that you said, like what I'm capable of, what I, I've always said that I would like a partner if I get married. Great. But I know that I'm so happy and love the support and people who love me back. That if I don't get married, I will be okay. And I still stand with that. Mm-hmm. I still think I will be okay. I will be a little bit disappointed, but I think being being okay with the fact that I'm okay by myself helps me not make bad decisions in love. Like, I had to learn to not resent myself when things went wrong. Because mm. I resented myself after that part, after that breakup. Like, yeah, I was mad at him. But I resented myself. Like I said, I I got male friends. I know the game. I'm not stupid. And I was like, wow, bitch, you got played. Wow. It was just, and I had to realize, like, no, you didn't. You took a chance. You took a chance. On somebody, and you loved that person. Like, you would have married that person if it came down to it. And you haven't felt that in years. So... There's a possibility that you'll feel it again. That's the word. There's a great possibility that you're feeling it because you're not a bad person. Like you said, we're amazing. So I just, I, I root myself in the fact that the universe or God or whoever's holding it down has somebody so great for us that they want us to make sure we are learning these lessons properly. So when they come, we appreciate them, appreciate them and appreciate the experience wholeheartedly. Ashe, we gonna end, we're going to end it there. We're going to end it there. I, I am very <laughs> grateful 
that you came on here, girl, and you talked to me. I'm so happy for this conversation. Me too. And I'm, 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 I am really grateful for you to be vulnerable in here. I'm excited for you to get real soft. Ooh, real soft and real fluid. Baby steps. I'm telling you, this Baby. stuff bounces off of you when you're soft. You're like, ooh, you played me? Wow, that says so much. God, I have compassion for you. What you what you must be struggling with. That I offer the I embody all of this love and was willing to share it with you and you rejected it. That's it's a struggle. I'm set progress but, is a slow process. I, but I, I wanna get there. I do want to And in get the there. moment of this shit, don't feel like that. You're like, oh, but like, hopefully when you look back, okay. you're like, I no, in the moment, like... not at all. But like, you're, you're hurt immediately. You're like, oh mm-hmm. my God. But then, then when you, re- if you really step back and think about it, like imagine, imagine having, imagine being a man, woman, non-binary human, just another human looking at you or I. And we have our arms wide open, right? Full of love, full of offering, full of light, full of just like possibility. And you choose to dishonor that because of your fear or your own self-hate or immaturity or inability to love. Who should you really pity? (laughs) It ain't me. Listen. Then that's where I'm getting to. I, where I'm getting to is that space, but it I, it goes back to grace. I think that we all have to give ourselves the grace to realize, like, it's not always going to be easy, but Chill. we are trying. You, I can't work. If you are not willing, I can't work with it. And I, that includes myself. So Heard you. Heard you. If you're, yes, if you're not willing, but I don't... I think I think we're on I think we're on our way. I really do. But I want to thank you for being here. I want you to tell the people where they can follow you if you want them to. Yes, I'm I'm literally the same on all platforms cuz I can't think of <laughs> I'm consistent but but a mild creative. So my handle on Twitter and Instagram is just call me sio or co so J-U-S-T-C-A-L-L-M-E-S-I-O. Um, I have a website that I blog on and I write. Again, back to storytelling. So um, just call me Sayo.com. And I don't have a TikTok because I'm 37, but I Amen. just watch it. So, so there's that. You can follow me on all platforms or read my work there. And I have a podcast. We Thank have not you. recorded in we have not recorded in so long. So please again back to the operative word of grace. Um, it's called Same Energy Podcast. You can find it on any place that you uh, listen to podcasts and yeah that's where it's fine all right and l- one last thing before you go is you have to do our rapid fire question oh the rapid fire i completely forgot about that real fast so probably on purpose. Do you, so rapid fire questions is you can only choose one or the other you cannot mm-hmm. explain to us why you made the choice and you it's rapid okay. quick all right yes i know we out we out all right malcolm okay. or martin malcolm. generational wealth or familial happiness Familiar happiness. Jay or Nas? Jay. Or Sephora. Sephora. Palestine or Israel? Mm, Israel? Oh, God. In the light <laughs> or in the dark? Dark. Prince or Michael? Michael. Peter Savory. 
Same marriage year. or long-term commitment? Marriage. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Trader Joe's. <laughs> Voodoo or brown sugar? That's the one thing I'm sure about. <laughs> See, I was, I was like, she, she was quick on that, Trader Joe's. <laughs> Voodoo or brown sugar? Ooh, brown sugar. Mm. Fair, um, sorry, a seat at the table or lemonade? A seat at the table. Evolution or creationism? It's got very deep for rapid fire. Um, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> evolution. Nikki or Cardi? Cardi. Missionary or Never. doggy style? Missionary girl. Protection or pull out in prayer? <laughs> you can say it, queen. You praying? Pull out in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Uchi Wally Wally or is a one mic? It's always what you want. <laughs> it's a black girl loss, a shorty or you vice. Mm. Mm. Uh, black girl loss. Love Jones or <laughs> Jason's lyric? Love Jones. Sir or Rumi? <laughs> I'm going to go with Rumi. Ah, Lisa Bonet or Nia Long? Nia. Bell Hooks or Audrey Lorde? Bellhooks. Make your man a plate or have him get his own. I'm making it. Knuck if you buck or Annie up. <laughs> your face. <laughs> Annie up. Oh, 9-11. Inside job or terrorist attack? Both. Girl. But terrorist attack. Rihanna or Beyonce? Okay, okay. Rihanna. Biggie or Pac? Biggie. Erica or Jill? Jill. Brandy or Monica? Monica. Read a book or watch the movie? Mm, read a book. Sundress or sweatpants? Sundress. Toni Morrison or Alice Walker? Toni Morrison. SWV or Escape? Um, escape. <laughs> Flats or drums? You... Flats. <laughs> Netflix or Hulu? Hulu. Travel back in time or travel forward in time? Buy stocks or buy flights? Buy flights. Prove your point or pray for peace? (laughs) Prove my point. (laughs) Insecure, Issa or Molly? Issa. Fun in your 20s or wisdom of your 30s? 30s. And finally, love and light or money and dicks? I really want to say love and light, but I have to go with my I love you. Like, I know we were just talking about love, but that money and them dicks, though. Oh, God. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You are me. just a delight. Just a delight. And this was so perfect. I'm really sad Shanti was I know. Here, you have so to come happy. back when she's on here because she would just love you. And we have to hang. We got to play spades or something soon. Yeah, I know. Now you got a car, so girl, I can come to the Bronx, and I would for you. Yonkers, Yonkers. Oh, all right. Well, I'll do that too. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it too. Oh, you up there with a chi? Yeah, I literally. And listen, pick up Bridget when you're on the way because she's still trying to figure out how to get here from Queens. So I will. I'm be like, come on, girl. Anyway, y'all, that is our episode for this week. We will be back next week, Um, and I think next week is with Jaden XD. So that'll be a hoot. It's our Black History episode. Oh, I forgot my Black History fact. Oops. Anyway, we out.
<laughs> Bye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Love, there's so many things I've got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how. Cause there's a possibility that you look at me differently, love. Ever since the first moment I spoke your name. From then on, I knew that by you being in my life, things were destined to change. Cause love, so many people.